On this episode of The James Quandall Show. You really can get better and create goals and listen to experts. I'm not the expert. I'm just a guy that talks to other people who are successful, pull out and tease out the the small tactics and habits. So when you tune in to The James Quandall Show, you're going to get better at these buckets. I don't know why you're nervous to interview your husband. It's just a conversation. We have conversations about this sort of stuff every day, all the time. So I don't know why you're nervous. Because this could go on your podcast and that really freaks me out. This will go on my podcast because I have the ultimate veto on if it's good or if it's not good. And I can already tell it's going to be a good conversation. So why don't you uh, ask me your first question you got there? Okay, well, why don't you tell me the purpose of your podcast and why you started your podcast? So my podcast is The James Quandall Show, which you know because you're listening to it right now. And I started the podcast during a family boardroom meeting when we were envisioning what our 20-year plan would look like. And we'll go more into the family board meeting later, but in that meeting under career, I wrote, I wanted to be a podcaster and an author and a speaker and a few other things. And at the time I wasn't doing any of those things. And so I decided I needed to make a podcast and I listened to podcasts. I listened to them a very, very long time. Some of my favorite podcasts is the entrepreneurs on fire podcast with John Lee Dumas the James Altucher Show with James Altucher, the Ben Greenfield Fitness Podcast with Ben Greenfield. And I listen to many, many, many podcasts. I pretty much listen to podcasts every single day. In the afternoon, I'll take my iPod Shuffle, which each week I load up with seven to 10 podcasts and listen to them. I listen to them on the long car rides, listen to them all the time. So I've loved them for a really, really long time. But with the podcast, my goal was to share and teach what I'm learning the hard way to the folks that are listening so they don't have to learn it how I had to learn it. So I'm reading a book a week, reading magazines. I get newsletters. I'm going through all these podcasts. I'm getting all this different content. And I wanted to be able to summarize it in an easy to digest method through my newsletter and podcast and teach how to find happiness, how to find your purpose and how to have complete life balance. And so that's what I attempt to do each week. What's really great about a podcast is I get to interview people that I would never get to talk to normally. I've had fantastic conversations on my show so far with Dr. Gus Vickery, Hilda Labrata-Gore, Dr. John Deloney, um, Craig Stanland, my friends, uh, Jason Wright and Tim Schmidt, and so many other awesome conversations that I've had. And I get to read a book. I'm reading two books right now. One's Christy Wright's book, Take Back Your Time. And one is written by Zig Ziglar and Tom Ziglar called Born to Win. And I'll be interviewing Christy Wright later this week. So it's just so neat uh, for myself. But I get to share that with the listener. Well, you mentioned life balance. So you want to share that with your listeners. So what does life balance look like to you? Well, I'll... I think it's easier to describe what life balance isn't. And life balance isn't working 10 hours a day, five or six days a week, and having a lot of money in the bank and a really impressive job title, and then not having any friends and not seeing your family because you're always at work. 
And life balance isn't about having a super fit body on the outside with big, rippling, impressive muscles and a, a supermodel figure. And then you have a horrible diet and your inside's just in really bad shape. And balance isn't having everything in the world, but losing yourself and not knowing God, not having a faith or, or some higher power or morals or values that you believe in. And balance to me is there's actually a concept by Zig Ziglar who we just mentioned, and it's his uh, wheel of life. And he talks about seven spokes on the wheel of life. And if you can just do okay in each of these seven spokes on the wheel, you're going to be living a pretty decent life. I did early on with the podcast, I did a survey of the readers of my website, quandall.com. And surprisingly, the two lowest spokes on that were friends, which was like social slash community and fitness, which was like physical, your physical body. Um, the other seven buckets. So just to go through all seven buckets, there's, there's your intellectual, there's your physical, and there's your spiritual, which I say is just mind, body, and spirit. Then there's social slash community, which is one bucket. And then there's career. And then there's finances. And then there's family. So that's the seven buckets. And if you're listening to this, and as we go through this conversation, and I outline some of these different buckets, I call them buckets, you can call them spokes. Think about yourself and where you have opportunities. Create a plan. And we'll go through more detail on the family board meeting because basically the family board meeting is a way to go through and evaluate where you are in these seven different buckets and then come up with a plan. But also remember your strengths in each of these buckets because it's not all about what your opportunities are. It's also about leaning into what you're already good at and using that to help create the space to do the other work that you need to do. Um, But just think about a wheel. It's circular. If one of your buckets is really low, it's going to be a jagged edge on that wheel. It's going to be sharp and it's not going to go very far. So it's extremely important to have a balanced wheel, even if the wheel's small. If So generally, you'll rate yourself one through 10 in a bucket. So let's say you're all fours or all fives. You're going to be rolling very well. You're going to be well balanced. And then over time, you can slowly improve in each of the seven buckets. And you don't have a, a, a gaping hole in, in that way. Well, we talked about the buckets or the spokes, whatever you want to call it. Um, why don't you tell us where your biggest strength is? Like, what is your weakest bucket? One, one second. Bef- bef- before I go into that, I do want to say to the listener, this is my wife, Emily, that is in, in this conversation with me. So you're, you may be wondering who it is I'm talking to today. And uh, I'll ask her some questions somewhere in this recording so you know a little bit more about her. But um, I thought, who better than to do this introduction episode of the James Quandall Show than my own wife? So were you asking what my biggest strength is or what my biggest weakness is? Your biggest weakness. My biggest weakness. Or your biggest opportunity, as you would say. My biggest opportunity, yeah. Um, Geez, it depends on the day, I feel like. Right now, some of the buckets that I'm working on the most things, I would say, would be my spiritual bucket. I uh, I'm work. I really feel like I'm heavily working on the career bucket right now, also, which for a long time I felt was pretty solid. But there's a lot of things that uh, I'm working on right now in that bucket, working really hard. 
Um, so I would say those are probably the two biggest opportunities. And then obviously, uh, physical health, I would rate myself pretty high on that bucket, but I just think that's always one that I always need to put a priority on because even when it's going really well, all it takes is one day to completely fall off the bandwagon. And, um, we've been doing a lot of traveling over the last few weeks and it was really easy while we were away from the home to not do morning walks or my after lunch walks or after dinner walks. And it was really easy not to eat that great of food. It was actually hard to eat great food. It was, it was, there wasn't a lot available. We, we even, uh, we were up in Philadelphia and stayed in a place with a kitchen, which I wouldn't even call it a kitchen. There was this little skillet there and we were buying food at the grocery store and we still just, you know, didn't eat what we would normally eat. So it's, it's hard. So that's why the physical bucket is one you always continuously need to work on. Now, which bucket are you strongest in? Well, it's probably finance. I, I have pretty strong principles and values and standards. We have some family processes that we follow that make that pretty easy for us. The different things that go into that bucket, I would consider having a plan for your finances, having a budget, and we do both of those, not having any debt or having a plan that you're working away your debt. And that's just personal debt. This isn't business debt and, and nothing like that, that you're saving, you're, you're putting away, you're not spending all the money that you're making, you're saving and you're investing. If you're doing all of those, then I generally, I said, if you, but if we do those things, then I rate us pretty well in that bucket. And we're very good. We're both pretty much, I would say I'm a saver and I think you're a saver too. And, uh, you may have been a spender before, possibly, but I would definitely say you're a, a saver now um, most of the time. So, yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest strength. Okay, well, now that we talked about finance and budgeting, I guess that kind of brings us into our family board meeting because those kind of go hand in hand. So why don't you walk us through the family board meeting, kind of what it looks like, how we do things etc. Yeah, so the family board meeting was actually created in an interesting way. And I wrote about this process on my blog. And it was a it was it was something about um, create goals like Zig Ziglar and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So in the show notes for this episode, I'll link to that blog post. But basically, I was reading an Arnold Schwarzenegger book called Total Recall. Weirdest place ever to come up with a whole new life plan. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is unbelievable at setting goals. When he moved to the U.S. from Austria, he had a plan of what he wanted to accomplish. He wanted to become an actor. He wanted to be a businessman. He wanted, I don't think he wanted to be a politician at the time. He wanted to be the strongest man in the world, um, a bodybuilder whatever you call it. He wanted to win um, whatever that championship was. I can't remember the name of it right now. But read the book. It's fantastic. And he wrote all he's, these plans down on paper, and he was carrying these index cards around with these goals. And, and I was like, wow, that's really great. What are, what are my goals? Like, what are my 20-year goals? Like, I don't have goals maybe even for the rest of the year. And so the family board meeting started with dreaming and just thinking really big. So what you do is you get a piece of paper and you write the seven buckets and the seven buckets again are intellectual 
physical, spiritual, so that's mind, body, spirit, financial, and career, that's four and five, and then family, and then social slash community. And those aren't in any order. That's just the order that I thought of. So you write those down, all seven buckets. And then you just sit there and you say, all right, in 20 years, what do I want my life to look like in each of these seven buckets? And you just write a few bullet points under each. So for me, on physical, when we when we did this, it was I wanted to be able to play with my kids, like be able to run up and down stairs, be able to balance, be able to um, move still, and, and, and feel good in my body and be strong. I wanted to have clean blood labs and have good health in that way. Um, in family, uh, Emily and I weren't married at the time. I actually wrote, it's not that romantic, but on the 20 year plan, I wrote like that we wanted to get married under the family bucket. And under career, I wrote, I wanted to be a podcaster and an author and a speaker and I wasn't doing any of those things at the time. So I, that's when I started my writing on my blog, started working on books. That's when I started the podcast. Um, that's when I started doing these transformation challenges that I'm doing now. And um, I, I wrote all these different things down in each of the buckets. And in the financial bucket, I wrote being debt-free and having this investment plan and, and just like take time to dream and dream big. Like don't worry about what you are or aren't doing right now just imagine what your life could be in 20 years. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Don't think about the steps that it's going to take to get there. Don't let anyone tell you any of it's not possible. Like this is your chance to think really big and scare yourself and then write that down. And if you aren't a little bit intimidated by what you're writing down, you're not thinking big enough. This isn't about practical. This is about thinking crazy. And maybe not even uh, some of those things I said were practical. So it is okay to be practical, but just take this time to dream and write those down. So that's how the family board meeting starts is you got to have goals that you're working on. Why don't you take us through what else is included? Because you do the 20 year goals and then of course you have to break those down to be able to eventually achieve these goals. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) exactly right. So if you have a 20 year goal, you want to be a uh, a country singer that's on tour with uh, with an album that doesn't just happen in one step. You have to break that down over a long period of time. So at the beginning of each year, with your twenty year plan, your twenty year goals written down on paper, you sit down and you can do this with your spouse. You can do this with your um, yourself. You can do it with your who whomever is important that you spend a lot of time with. Um, it's great to have a partner that can hold you accountable and can build these goals with. Um, my wife and I, we do this together. But the beginning of the year, we we schedule a, a place, an offsite location is great for us. So we usually will go somewhere for a long weekend. Um, you don't have to leave the house, but I personally recommend leaving the house and actually taking a day or two just to disconnect from your work, disconnect from your phone, put your phone on airplane mode if you can. We usually go somewhere where there just isn't any cell service. And that allows you to kind of get bored. And then you're going to really want something challenging mentally. Um, if you do it from home, and you don't go off the grid, still try to like Friday, you get home from work, six o'clock, have a nice dinner, turn off your phone, and try to have it on airplane mode for the weekend if you can, or at least don't check your email and social media, things that are distracting you. And then maybe um, Sunday afternoon, you would work on this after like a nice, fun, long weekend. 
And basically, you sit down and you look at your 20-year goals and then you say, okay, this year, what are we going to do this year? What are the smaller bite-sized steps this year to accomplish these 20-year goals? And pick, you don't, you're not going to accomplish them all and you're not going to be working on all of them at one time, but you're going to be working on something from each of the seven buckets for the entire year. So pick a couple things to work on and um, then actually write those things down and you're going to visit them every three months. So every three months you have on your calendar that you're going to have a family board meeting. Um, I just go with the standard corporate calendar. Um, and at the end of those months, we, we sit down and we review how we're doing and what we're working on. And if we did or didn't do it and we set new goals, but basically um, I when I got to back up for a second because one of the things that we do is we each get a piece of paper and we write the seven buckets down and then we rate how we think we're doing in that seven buck in those buckets overall each individual bucket on a scale of 1 to 10 and we do that independently and then we come together and we look at what were our shared strengths and what were our shared opportunities and the first thing we do is focus on what our strengths are to make sure that those don't drop off because nothing worse than okay we're going to work on these opportunities and then three months later the strengths that we had now are the things that we have to work on so the first thing we do is okay great we're doing a really good job with our physical health we're cooking at home we're working out a few days a week and we're getting great sleep how do we make sure we don't fall off on that and then we say oh okay those we got that down but our spiritual health we really need to make sure that we're tithing or we're going to church on each sunday with a plan or we're or spending time in prayer together each day or we're reading the bible together each day like we would would figure out those things um and based on what our our opportunities were and then we'd write down what we're going to work on for the next 90 days and before we leave that trip we make sure that we actually put this stuff on the calendar. So for example, one of the things in the family bucket that we were working on was date nights. And so we made sure that we scheduled some of those on the calendar for the next 90 days before we left that trip to hold ourselves accountable. Because it's really easy if you don't schedule something to just not ever do it. So you need to schedule your priorities. And if you don't, then um, they're not going to happen. So did I miss anything from that, from our process? We, it, it's, we do a lot of, of nuanced things with the process. No, I think it would just be helpful for the listeners if you go through each bucket, explain what goes into each bucket, and then maybe give some examples of things that we're working on in each bucket because it, it's, really, it's really basic. It's not, you're not creating some big elaborate, plan it's super simple like some of ours well why don't why don't you've got a list of some of the things that we're working on why don't you read some of those from read a couple from each bucket that aren't too revealing okay well in the finance category um like james said we do a pretty good job with that so our one of the things we're working on is donating to charity so making sure that we're finding charities that we believe in besides just tithing at church charities in the community in the country etc spiritual 
a couple of the things we have on our list is doing a Bible study together on Saturdays, making sure we attend church every Sunday. And then for intellectual, we have getting more magazine subscriptions. So we weren't doing a great job with reading. We thought getting some magazines would help. And then we also have on there continuing to read. In our physical bucket, getting our labs done from Dr. Gus, who is amazing. Yeah, and listen to the podcast episode with Dr. Gus Vickery. Shout out to Dr. Gus. Uh, I will link to that in the show notes, but you could just go to quandall.com slash Vickery. That's quandall.com slash Vickery, V-I-C-K-E-R-Y to listen to that. And basically, as far as physical health goes, I think if you listen to that episode and and where he outlines the pillars of good health and any of the ones that you need to work on from listening to that, like write those down. Like I think that was probably the best foundational health exercise I've ever heard. And then another one in the physical bucket is going to the chiropractor once a month. Um, for us previously, physical included shopping at the farmer's market more, getting more local food. We've really progressed in that category, but it can be something extremely basic. It could be just drink, I don't know, eight glasses of water a day or drink, but make sure you take a walk after dinner each day or turn off your television two hours before bed, not turn your phone on within one hour of waking up so you can spend time not on your phone. I mean, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. And I'll put this out as a, a offer. Anyone that is listening to this and writes the seven buckets down and is struggling to come up with things to work on in any of the buckets, give me a call, send me an email. I will help you. I'll coach you for free on figuring out some things you can work on in the bucket because over the last three or four years that we've been working on this, we've worked on a lot of stuff and had a lot of fun doing it. So you can email me and I'd be more than happy to help. So was that all of them? What about family? Did we talk about that? For the family bucket, a couple of the things that we have, um, as James mentioned, was date nights. So making sure that we continue on with our date nights. And I think this is especially important to anyone who has children, as we do not yet, but it's still important. We should probably put that on our our, our quarterly plan one of these days. <laughs> For some reason, we haven't written that down yet. Um, the other one is screenless weekends. So we've actually done a really poor job of that lately but making sure that we take some time whether it's through the week on the weekend etc to just disconnect turn off our phones not watch tv etc one thing we've improved on in the family bucket and some people would maybe call this the fun bucket occasionally um you was all our, our games like we are playing games every single day in lieu of watching TV. We really haven't been watching television. We've been playing Farkle, Phase 10, Skippo, Don't Go to Jail, Forget About It, this new card Monopoly game that's really, really fun. Um, I think I'm forgetting some, but we've been playing games. Basically, Quiddler. Oh, that's our new one. We just got that this week. And we've been playing games pretty much every single day. And then the last two I'll touch on in the family bucket is creating traditions for holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, since we've been in such a small space, we've been kind of lacking decorating for holidays and just doing special things to recognize holidays. So 
um, starting last year and into this year, we've been buying decorations to make sure we decorate, finding certain foods to make for holidays, um, whatever that looks like to you. And it could be even things that you used to do as a kid, like baking Christmas cookies with your grandma or anything like that. Um, and then also along with that is non-holiday traditions. So we, since James is a huge Harry Potter fan and I'm slowly transitioning, um, we try to have Harry Potter nights monthly where I cook some food that's Harry Potter inspired. Maybe I make Harry Potter desserts. Treacle, we, treacle fudge is my new favorite. And we watch one of the Harry Potter movies. So that's been fun. And I get to wear my Gryffindor shirt and I drink out of my Gryffindor mug. And we just make an entire day of it. It's really, it's really fun. And I wear my Ravenclaw shirt and drink out of my Ravenclaw mug. <laughs> Shout out to all the Ravenclaws. Um, the last two buckets... Social slash community, I think, is really important, and it's one that a lot of people forget about because we get really busy. Um, so some of the things we have in our bucket is monthly gathering with our friends. That could include dinner, taking a walk with them, having a happy hour where we just have wine, um, going on a picnic, etc. So with, with COVID especially, I think everyone got away from doing things with friends, neighbors, etc. So I think it's important, although COVID's still here, that we make time for our friends and um, community. And then the last one is career. Who knows what we have written down on that one, because over the last six months, our whole world has changed, basically. And I should probably not say that and not explain a little bit, but Emily left her work as a nursing home administrator. She had a 100 bed nursing home assisted living and memory care facility and now she's working from home with me with our businesses and we basically so the podcast is sort of a long-term play it's it's fun i love talking with the guests and, and talking with you and, and everyone that reaches out and sends emails but the primary businesses that we have uh, one is a amazon business where we help natural products brands sell more on amazon and the second is an author services business where we help authors produce and publish and market best-selling books. And we've got a lot going on with both of those businesses right now and some very fun things on the way. And so that's like the, the career bucket. And I think this is a good time to mention this, and then I'll let you say whatever else was, was there on your paper. But there's definitely seasons where a particular bucket is going to take a lot of the focus. And you can't always plan for when that's going to happen. But if you have the quarterly meeting and the annual me annual meeting, then you can get back on the right page as a good time to come out of that season. So right now we're growing these two businesses. We're going to conferences. We're following up with leads and we're working really hard to get some new clients and then also doing work for them that we're really over-indexing on that bucket. And it's some of our other stuff's kind of falling apart right now. Um, and that's okay. As long as it's not forever. And that's the, that's why the quarterly meetings are so important. And that's why it's also important to have an accountability partner because I think now that I'm working remotely with James, we're able to 
keep each other in line in a sense where we can say, hey, we really need to do a workout today or we need to make sure we pause and take a walk this afternoon or we need to make sure that we go to church this Sunday. And it's really easy to fall off of these things if you're doing it solely by yourself. And even if you don't have a husband, a significant other, it can be a sister, a friend, anybody to kind of help you stay on track yeah and are you volunteering to help anyone that's listening to this if they they want help you'll help them that's oh she she didn't shake her head no but she just gave me a look like what are you talking about <laughs> maybe that's uh maybe yeah you can email me like i said and um i'll i'll help you how i can and this is what i love like this is my this is my thing as you can tell we've put a lot of deliberate thought into this plan and it has transformed our lives completely we're debt-free now we're investing we're saving um we we're, we're doing all of this fantastic stuff in each of the buckets and it's because we're methodical and we have a plan and we revisit the plan each quarter and we have these big hairy audacious goals for the 20-year plan and um it's just a lot of fun it's just really strategic and it's a lot of fun and um so that's that's sort of the deal with the podcast and um, the 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 idea with the James Quandall show is each week when I bring on a guest, I'm trying to dig into these different buckets with them and find out what makes them tick and how they're successful because everybody is successful in like and by successful I mean like they're a ten or a nine in in at least one of these buckets. Like you're doing a really great job in at least one of them and you could teach others in at least one of them. So my job with the show is to find people who are experts in these buckets and then find out how they're doing it because it's hard. It's it's hard to to do it when there's all these different things that are distracting us on social media, our work, the news, current events, uh, our health, our families. There's so many things that we can't control so let's just do a really good job controlling what we can control and that's our attitudes and the work that we're putting into and then um, before we transition to the next part of our conversation um, an exercise that i like to to give for the 20-year plan if you're needing help with ideas is to remember back to when you were a kid and what you like to do and what made time fly it could have been what did you like to draw did you like to paint did you like to dance? Did you like to run or play street hockey or climb trees or play euchre or, or, or different games? Remember back to when you were a kid and what you like to do and then tie those to the different goals. There may be some hidden things that you maybe forgot about that you should focus on. But really, I think with the James Quandell show, you really can get better in each of these seven buckets and create goals and listen to experts. I'm not the expert. I'm just a guy that talks to other people who are successful and try to pull out and tease out the, the small tactics and habits and the mindsets that they have. So when you tune in to the James Quandell show, you're going to get better at these buckets. And I challenge you to make goals in each of them, rate how you're doing, and maybe I'll send a survey out and 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 start working on it. And I'm just so grateful that you're listening to the show. 
And I'm just so happy to have the opportunity to grow with you and alongside you and that you're just here for this journey of finding happiness and success and uh, learning to live freely and lightly and uh, achieve complete life balance. So that's it for this episode of the James Quandall Show. Um, if you head over to quandall.com slash intro show, I will put the notes to this episode and any links that we talked about. That's quandall.com slash intro show. That's one word. And uh, all that will be right there. But thank you very much to Emily. I did say that we would say a little bit more about you, but we'll save that for a future episode. And thank you so much for taking the time to interview me and, and having this conversation on the show. It's been a pleasure. All right, everyone. Have a great day.